The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, December 13th. I'm your host, Terry Arango, welcoming return guest Jerry Brewster. Jerry is a dietitian nutritionist who holds a master's degree in public health nutrition. Jerry began her clinical career nearly 30 years ago, specializing in pediatric and young adult developmental disabilities, including metabolic and gastrointestinal disorders, specialized tube feedings, dysphagia, autism, behavioral attention, sensory and oral motor integration disorders, and eating disorders. In Jerry's current practice, she develops comprehensive individualized lifestyle, nutritional, and supplement programs for each person's specific conditions. We've had several interviews on the topic of diet and nutrition and the gut-brain connection, and they are in the archives. And today is our long-awaited topic of Nambudrapod's allergy elimination techniques, better known as NAET. Welcome, Jerry. Hi, Terry. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be back on this radio show with you. Well, thanks so much for taking the time and always providing our listeners with good information. Well, Jerry, what is meant by Nambudrapod's Allergy Elimination Techniques, or NAET? Well, um, just to give a little background, Dr. Nambudrapad, um, she herself is a, um, a physician, also a chiropractor. She's a licensed acupuncturist, and she does have a Ph.D. in acupuncture. Um, her medical uh, degree is from the West Indies, but she um, has a phenomenal number of credentials, and she's very well rounded in both, you know, the conventional medical disciplines as well as the integrative or alternative um, health care disciplines. And she was a long-time sufferer of many allergies and ailments, essentially, just generalized unwellness, um, frequent physician visits, et cetera, which is what began her um, you know, starting her own education in the healthcare field. And she developed an allergy elimination technique that is um, based on Chinese medicine principles that from her education as well as her own experience, she was actually, she tells the story in her uh, practitioner training class and it's in also her book, Say Goodbye to Illness, of um, having a reaction to carrots, I believe, um, and feeling that she was going to faint, that her throat was closing up, and she um, 
quickly grabbed her acupuncture needles and began um, needling some key sites um, to suppress the reaction. And, and it was effective. And then she realized that from that moment, really, that if you could unblock the energetic blockage that a particular food or allergen is causing, that by releasing it through a meridian, through uh, an acupuncture site, that there would be a way to, to stop that reaction. So, you know, and some people may try to say that this sounds far out, but we all know that if you have a kink somewhere in your spinal column, you can end up with neurological symptoms elsewhere in your body. You know, say something's going on with your spine and your back, you may be feeling that down in your foot. Exactly. Uh, absolutely. And so, um, you know, she really began to develop this uh, a system toward desensitization um, and, and a protocol to see if there, was re- there would really be a way to um, maximize the, the benefit of this type of technique. So, so what it's really based on, and, well, let me see. I will, um, I will try not to get ahead of myself. It's okay. based on the, on the premise that we are electromagnetic beings and that everything in our environment has its own electromagnetic field. And these electromagnetic energies, they are, in fact, energies, and that if you are not energetically compatible or reconciled with something, that it's going to cause a blockage in your meridian path, one of your meridian paths. The uh, principles of Chinese medicine include the concept of meridians or energy pathways that emanate from different organ systems in the body. And that this is how chi or our vital energy life force um, circulates throughout our body. And if there is a blockage anywhere, it can result in dis-ease, you know, some type of disease condition or just unease of the body. And that acupuncture is designed to needle those meridians to release any of those blockages. And it's in releasing those blockages that then the energy can flow smoothly and then all your symptoms will, you know, reduce and or disappear. Um, And similarly, you know, chiropractic medicine or or traditional osteopathic medicine, uh, aligning the spine allows for good energy to flow out of the spine along the nerves into all those organs to which these energy meridians flow so that when you have good spinal adjustment, um, you're also helping to allow for this good energy flow. Um, So she really began um, this allergy desensitization technique uh, or allergy elimination, as she calls it, um, by focusing on the energetic compatibilities of an individual to certain compounds in the environment and how they can really flow within the body. So she is really using the term, to my understanding, the term allergy in a Chinese medicine standpoint and in a broader um, definition of the word um, 
you know, any type of symptom that something will create in, in a body as opposed to, say, a very conventional uh, use of the word allergy that would result um, in, a, in a true allergic reaction. That You could just have certain discomforts that, um, by her definition, would in essence be an allergy or a blockage that's brought about by um, a compound in the environment that's blocking your energy pathway. So then she's devised a protocol and a technique to help desensitize that. But I'll okay. pause Very for a moment before I jump into that. Very good. Well, I'm glad that you cleared up, uh, that up for us. So it sounds like NAET is not limited to what one thinks of as typical allergic reactions. It sounds like what you're describing is more like incompatibilities. And what you also brought to my mind Jerry, is just the hypocrisy of mainstream medicine in trying to squash, quote-unquote, alternative um, medicine. Um, and we don't like using the term alternative because it turns out that so much of what mainstream medicine tries to call alternative is really real medicine. Well, it's um, tradition, very often it's traditional medicine. It's tra- all that we had before we came to just the, the pharmaceuticals and the and the surgeries, which are very valuable and important, but they are not, um, in, in with chronic disease especially, they, they often are, they're not curative. Right, okay. So they might try to squash the quote-unquote alternative medicine that talks about energy, yet with the autism epidemic, for example, they're trying to blame it on things like TVs and cell phones, for crying out loud, um, so it seems like there's some hypocrisy there. Well, and, uh, and often that, that does happen, unfortunately. Well, you know, you look at just even think of EEGs and EKGs, right? We use measuring energy um, and an electrical imprint from an organ as a diagnostic tool. Um, but, you know, just because we're placing the sensors on a forehead or on our, on our chest, uh, you know, doesn't mean that the energy that those organs are are emanating at that, you know, from that point are going to are stopping at the skin. We're just making the contact with the skin in order to measure that electrical charge, right? So um, we know that we are electromagnetic beings. This is definitely acknowledged by medicine. These are main. These are like two of our very main ways uh, of for for diagnosis of of the heart and the brain. I guess that we're only allowed to be three-dimensional electromagnetic beings when it's billable on ICD-9 codes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and with that, absolutely. Exactly. But so there is, uh, to your earlier point, no denying that medicine does, in fact, recognize um, our our energetic capacity, and you know. Uh, um, you mentioned the electromagnetic field. Um, I know that when I was studying um, for my master's in public health, the epidemiology courses said that it was so hard to really prove the uh, cancer link to living under, um, you know, uh, wires, you know, elect- uh, electrical wires and um, microwave towers and 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 the microwave towers. Yeah, but even before the microwave towers, just your basic. Um, just your high voltage lines um, for for just general you know electricity and um, and yet so many people felt that those were cancer hot 
hotspots, but when they would, you know, try to collect the data from families and you compare it to the norm and wash out all the the data, it was really hard to pinpoint that one variable living, say, within a mile radius of high power, you know, energy lines, um, and that that would be the one criteria for developing a cancer. Sure. But, but uh, yeah, so it's very it was very hard to prove, even though it's um, so it's come, it really kind of comes under like a, more of a of an urban myth because it really has yet to be proven. But um, statistically, maybe but, it's just some genetic profile where those particular families have a proclivity to moving to urban centers where there are lots of electrical wires. Well, it, okay, my tongue's in my cheek there. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, let's uh, go to... It, but, you know, the thing is, is that I think most most people these days, despite the fact that you can't get a clear indication by a study, a real black and white um, evidence, uh, I think most people certainly uh, are open to the fact that they tend to be a risk factor. Yeah, I would agree. And we are going to talk about how NAET works when we come back from break uh, here with Jerry Brewster. And, Jerry, can you remind people about your website? Yeah, my website is www.jerrybrewster.com, all one word, G-E-R-I-B-R-E-W-S-T-E-R. And anyone's welcome to sign up for my newsletter. And I have a new blog post that's coming out this week that I think will be very informative. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, very good. So we're going to leave on that cliffhanging note, and we will be right back at the Voice America Health and Wellness Center with Jerry Brewster. Thank you to our sponsor, OxyHealth. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Jerry Brewster, dietitian nutritionist, and 
we were having a really rollicking conversation <laughs> during the break, and so we're going to ask you to hold on and listen to the end so that we can tell you about it. Jerry, you were talking about how Dr. Nambodrapat got into this um, NAET Nambodrapat's allergy elimination techniques. How did you're a, a top-notch uh, diet and nutrition food guru. How did you get into this? Oh, thank you for asking that question. Um, I was drawn to NAET. I had actually heard about NAET through uh, a patient um, many years ago, probably in the mid-90s, who was living out west, who um, had good results with it with regard to her headaches. And then my sister had also pursued NAET with a practitioner locally um, for some of her health concerns and felt um, drawn to it. And so it was in the back of my mind. And when my younger son was faced with some health issues that certainly could not be solved in any way or, or cured by any uh, conventional specialist that I took him to, and probably in the course of a year and a half, I think we saw nine very well-regarded um, specialists, and um, we were left with various treatment protocols, but ultimately this was just who he was and how it was going to be, and he'd have to learn to live with it all. And I had done all that I could as a top-notch diet and nutrition guru, and uh, it was it was working well. Um, because there was really nothing conventionally that was offered that was beneficial. But the, the nutritional and dietary approach um, was quite effective, but we weren't 100% there. And as you well know, the rigors of upkeeping a special diet and supplement regimen for an extended period of time with a child um, can be challenging. And it was beginning to just really affect him socially and emotionally. And, um, and I thought, well, I have to go further outside the box because what I was able to do conventionally and alternatively, we'd kind of hit a dead end. And um, NAET seemed a little, you know, very esoteric um, based on energies, but it, it resonated with me. I, I read her books and um, the concept of our individuality and how certain substances may work fine energetically with one person but not fine with another. It, it really just began to make sense to me and explain a lot of the things we don't find explainable um, very often. Um, just as a little sidebar, you know, even, even certain people, I saw a woman in my office just this morning who is using medications for her osteoporosis. And just the body's reaction or response to um, one of these medications versus another and then the uh, name brand of that medication versus the generic. So for some biochemists, they would say, well, it's all the same drug. And some physician will be like, well, you know, it's, it shouldn't shouldn't get a reaction, but you know what? She was, but when she found, you know, persevered and really found the one that was more compatible with her body because just molecularly it was a little different and that's the one that fit and worked for her. So um, it made sense to me and, um, and I went to see a practitioner um, who did not seem to follow the protocols that Dr. Nambudrapat had laid out in the book, So, but yet it piqued my interest more. And um, that's when 
I went out to California and began my training, which I, of course, needed to go through the protocol and be treated before handling any of these essentially homeopathic dilutions or or substances that are part of the protocol um, that you're desensitized to initially. And I'll explain more about that in a moment. Um, But it was remarkable, um, the results for for me. I had always been a long-time ragweed sufferer and had... um, certainly my challenges with uh, during the ragweed season and post-ragweed season as we run into a winter. And um, I, I was in great shape. I didn't react at all. And I hadn't treated for ragweed. I was just halfway through my basic protocol. And I, it, again, it really resonated to me that if I could reconcile my body's energy with these core nutrients that were making up the foods, the bulk of the foods that I eat, as well as make up my own body um, so that I'm more energetically compatible with what I'm taking in and thus energetically compatible with self, then I'm going to be less reactive. And and hence, I was less reactive to ragweed simply by getting balanced through the first half of her protocol. So to make a long story short, it had very um, beneficial results to me and then ultimately to my son my mother, who was alive at the time in the last stages of multiple sclerosis, um, actually uh, had some a good positive shift in the end. I wish I had uh, been privy to this approach uh, in earlier years and been able to apply it for her. Sure. And that, sure. that's how, that's how I, I came to NAET. So, Jerry, when NAET makes you less reactive, does it sounds like a natural corollary, a logical corollary would be that um, it decreases inflammation in the body. It helps the immune system, I would think. Um, I would think. I um, know that Dr. Nambudrapad has done um, different um, IRBs, um, research studies, and has looked at correlating blood markers for inflammation as well as um, allergy results, and there is um, a correlation. Those markers do come down. Um, I, of course, use um, NAET as, you know, part of, um, you know, a a very comprehensive approach of of lowering total body burden just from, you know, cleaner diet and nutritional support. So I haven't looked at it directly um, as just a single variable in my practice, but um, most certainly people become less uh, sensitized to compounds and, and therefore they're, they're going to be creating fewer inflammatory compounds and inflammation as a result. Right. So, yeah, it would certainly follow. I know certainly for me, it was all that inflammation that got set up in ragweed season that would make me prime for, um, you know, any other infection and brought about from indoor air in the, the winter season or the dry heat air, et cetera, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, NAET was, for me, was quite, uh, and, and for, my, for, for my family, was really quite uh, life-altering. Right. It sounds like it turns into a vicious cycle with with allergens, with things that we're sensitive to. And um, once we start that inflammatory cycle, it sounds like other things can go wrong as well. So how does any... Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we know that inflammation in and of itself can become an adjuvant to further inflammation, you know. So it's... uh... 
it comes initially because the body's looking to just, you know, sequester an area and, and, and heal itself, but instead it's, you know, it can unleash just um, a chronic inflammatory state. Does it attack? Does the body then end up attacking itself? And then, when it when the immune system is in overdrive in one area, does that make it less available to help take care of things in another? Well, this is certainly um, I'm not an immunologist to be able to answer that specifically, but um, this is certainly what we what's been observed in the area of chronic illness, and what I uh, what's been observed and discussed among. Um, myself and many other functional medicine practitioners, including physicians and allergists and immunologists. I mean, there's there's a lot of what's observed, Terry, and then, of course, there's a lot of what has to be studied over a long period of time to then be delivered and proven as science, you know? But the thing is, in the interim, we are all, you know, chugging along, trying to get through, and and our systems are changing under the deluge of, of chemicals and food chemical changes and genetically modified so even um, organisms so even if we're looking at an inflammatory model uh, under a certain body condition you know it, during one period of time I'm not really sure once all of that gets proven per se we're going to be able to apply it directly you know in the next couple of generations because the chronic incidence of chronic disease in young children that is seen now um, and is being measured now seems to be unprecedented. So um, I think everyone's trying to figure out what the mechanism of action is and concedes that it's probably multifactorial. Um, and as I said, once it is even determined what, what it may be, um, it's not to say that that's not going to be shifting again. Did you know that the world was really, the earth was really truly flat until a placebo controlled, um, double blind, <laughs> peer reviewed study came out that said it wasn't? Yeah, okay, I, that I was heard a joke. that. And that okay. pretty much sums it up, you know? <laughs> but, um, so, so what Dr. Ambudrapad decided to do is to start really with a, um, a protocol of reconciling the body to self. So someone may say, oh, I'm allergic to tree pollens, so let me just do a desensitization to tree pollens, and then I should be all cured. But well before you get to the tree pollens, just like well before I got to ragweed, um, it is really about balancing the body to self. So she starts with um, egg mix, which includes egg white or albumin, because that is one of the highest biologically available proteins known to man, and it very similarly matches our own albumin that our body uses to, to transport compounds in and out our cells and throughout, and why vaccines were originally cultured uh, in an egg white medium, and the flu vaccine still is this way. When these antigens are introduced to the body, the body recognizes it because it's in an albumin carrier, and it's like, oh, I know albumin, you know, we'll let it in. Um, so certainly reconciling the body to um, albumin and then everything in our diet that's associated with that, the egg white, which is then associated also with egg yolk and chickens and environmental feathers and down and everything associated with the poultry family. So that actually um, becomes the first item of desensitization. 
and um, followed by calcium mix because it's our primary body mineral and it's very present in um, our first food, whether it's mother's milk or infant formula. Um, so it's um, in our body uh, and it's in our diet, right? Well, Jerry, can I ask you a question before we go to break? Because we need to go to break here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, did did so many people become allergic to eggs because it was injected? This is a chicken and egg question, right? Did so many people become allergic to eggs because it was injected through the vaccines, or were people allergic to a component of eggs and that caused them to react to the vaccine? Um. I'm not really sure how the vaccine issue has fed into the egg allergy um, manifestation that we see now. Um, okay, honestly, but that would be an interesting question for, for us to think about, maybe finding out for the future. And we'll be ra- right back with Jerry Brewster here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, OxyHealth. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On mind, brain, and body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Jerry Brewster, and Jerry is just so interesting. And, Jerry, I know before the break um, you were starting to tell us how NAAT works, the protocol. Uh, can you continue? Sure. Thank you. Um, I, I think we also we broke at the point where we were wondering and speculating just about the number of egg allergies that are seen now and the reasons for that. And um, there certainly are many that are speculated, and again, as I mentioned before, trying to determine maybe the one factor that is the greatest influence may be very difficult, but um, certainly, you know, the pasteurization of, of eggs, changing the animal feed, um, the genetic modification of the, of the foods that the chickens are consuming, I mean, all of it is change these proteins, and then, of course, there's a lot of speculation in terms of the introduction of these foods and how early a a child gets them. And then, as you and I have spent a lot of time discussing in previous shows, 
the permeability of a little infant's gut and its capacity for managing some of these proteins and, and what is now triggering so much allergic reaction in, in, in infants. But nonetheless, um, a topic probably for another another show, but we do like to begin, or Dr. Nambrujapad does like to begin first with that egg desensitization and then followed by calcium as our primary body mineral, vitamin C for our connective tissue and collagen matrix, uh, then B-complex for neurological support, sugar as you know our primary source of energy, iron to... Um, create our hemoglobin and carry the oxygen throughout our body, vitamin A uh, as a necessary precursor for so many enzymatic systems, um, minerals, the wide, wide, wide number of, of trace and uh, micro, uh, trace and micro minerals as well as uh, more macro minerals uh, in our diet such as phosphorus and magnesium. And, um, and then moving on into grains and yeast and acids and basic foods, So, and then hormones. And I think I, I don't know that I jumped over anything. Um, mineral salts and chlorides, yeast, uh, grains, yeast, acid, base, and hormones. And I, I think that's about 15 basic treatments foundationally to just get the body's energy reconciled. And I know I keep saying that, and what that really means is that in the presence of the homeopathic or, or energetic um, dilution of the substances, um, there is stimulation to certain acupressure points um, on the body. And, um, and then the substance for which someone's being desensitized to through holding those energies while they're acupressure points are stimulated. It does not have to be done with acupuncture. That's what makes it so nice for children is it because it can just be a, a massage on points, on certain points. Um, and it's really stimulating those energy points in essence is opening up the energy meridians of the body to then become receptive to the energy of the substance in the vial that is being held because we have okay, all our nerve endings in our hand and we're picking up that, that energy. Uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar with meridians, what are they? Ah, okay. So earlier as I began to explain that in Chinese medicine, um, the principle for how energy flows through the body is based on different meridian pathways um, that, are, that all are generated from different organ systems. So the way the Chinese put our bodies in sync with the universe, so to speak, is that the energy cycle of the body begins at 3 a.m., so uh, with the lung meridian, and that is um, where energy first awakens in the morning at, th- at 3 o'clock. So, so um, essentially, if the body has multiple energetic blockages, either emotional or physiological, it may be difficult to um, begin your energy cycle for the day. So you, even if you've fallen asleep, you may wake at 3 o'clock in the morning because your body is not peacefully entering into a new energy cycle. But it begins with the lung meridian from 3 to 5 a.m. Then large intestine is 5 to 7 
a.m. The stomach meridian is 7 to 9 meridian, um, 7 to 9 a.m., then followed by the spleen till 11, then the heart meridian from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and then we move into small intestine, bladder, kidney, pericardium from 7 to 9 p.m., the area around the heart, like the solar plexus, and 9 to 11 p.m. is the triple warmer or the humors of the body, the fluid systems of the body, the, the lymphatics and the blood system. And then 11 to p.m. to 1 a.m. is gallbladder. And then the um, meridian cycles um, end from 1 to 3 a.m. with the liver meridian. So it's during that early, you know, nighttime hours from 1 to 3 a.m. that the liver is doing its work, which is interesting because we know now that the liver is active at night, most people who take a cholesterol-lowering medication are advised to take it at night because the liver will be making its cholesterol at night. And yet the Chinese had the wisdom to know that the liver was busy at night, you know, 5,000-plus years ago when they came up with um, the uh, philosophy of uh, energy flow through through the body. So there are 12 major energy meridians that I just mentioned. Each one correlates with a two-hour block of time over the course of the day, and hence the 24 hours in a day. And that is how the ancient Chinese put our bodies in sync with the universe. Okay, so you've alluded to, to balancing. So what exactly is it that we're balancing? Well, so what we're doing is we are... Balancing the energy of the substance, say, um, calcium as a mineral. So you're, you're balancing the, the body's energy to calcium um, by having someone in the presence of that calcium mix, holding that calcium mix and stimulating their acupressure points, um, and then holding that energy for about a 20-minute period of time so the body can really absorb that energy, and then using kinesiology or muscle testing. And sometimes a machine is used, uh, an electrodermal screening machine can be used as well, too, to make sure that that energy is then strong or compatible or balanced with that body after that 20-minute hold. And then Dr. Nambudrapad recommends that the substance that the person was just then balanced to be avoided for a full day so that that now balanced energy can circulate through each of those energy meridians over the course of a 24-hour period of time and really be reconciled with each of the meridians so that you're in essence balanced to or clearing calcium during lung meridian, calcium during large intestine meridian, calcium during stomach meridian, so that at no point when you're either taking your calcium supplement or you're eating foods that are rich in calcium, will it potentially cause a blockage or a problem in any one of those meridians the next time you have exposure to it. So you're really building on the body and reconciliation. People are allergic to egg or sensitive to egg. Um, even at, though that's the first treatment, if through muscle testing at the next visit they seem to be weak to it 
still, then it would need to be retreated. But if they are strong to it and you're clear to go on to the next one, to the calcium mix, I still would not advise them having egg because um, they're initially strong, but the yolk itself is rich in B vitamins, it's rich in minerals, and it's rich in choline and other fats. So we'd want to wait till we get through the rest of the protocol where we're really clearing the Bs, the fats, uh, the minerals, and then in all likelihood they're going to do much better tolerating it when it's re- ultimately reintroduced after clearing all of those basics. I will say at this juncture that if someone um, has a severe allergy to anything, be it eggs or any other item, um, that I would never recommend them just indiscriminately trying it after NAET treatments, that that they are desensitized to it. Many people feel they can then tolerate it, be it cooked or small amounts, without any problem. If they're actually going to go for a food challenge, it needs to be done in the safety and security of their physician or allergist immunologist's office. Right. It sounds like with the initial treatments, you're um, desensitizing to building blocks, and then I was going to ask, well, after the person's desensitized to these building blocks, can they go on to specific things that they've had a problem with, like maybe chocolate, but if somebody's had an anaphylactic reaction to something like peanuts, I would never advise trying to try that again. Exactly, exactly. And some people really just seek out this technique so that should there be exposure in any way that the reaction would, you know, would be less and it would certainly buy them more time in terms of any medical intervention that may be necessary. So, um, you know, again, it's about individuality and there are some people who have done remarkably well um, with NAET or Nambudrapad's allergy elimination techniques. And then there are others who, while there may be positive shifts in their health in in many ways, the certain items that they were looking to seek relief from, as you mentioned, you know, the chocolate or something very specific, they may ultimately not get there. And there's a lot of speculation and reason as to why that may occur, but it's really based on an individual. But they're really has not been, in my experience, anyone who hasn't gained a benefit, um, whether they are sleeping better. They have, just from a symptom standpoint in general, they are better and they can tolerate many things much better, but there may still be that one caveat or that one issue that's just um, seems to be insurmountable. Um, right, so for them. Uh, or they can do multiple, multiple, multiple treatments, you know, but for some reason, energetically, it's just not going to be a fit for them. So your goal shouldn't necessarily be to be able to eat that quarter hog and dos. It should be to decrease the overall reactivity, sensitivity, inflammation uh, in your body. Absolutely. It's, a, it's just a, a wonderful healing modality that's going to have good benefits regardless, I feel, um, simply just from an energetic reconciliation. There have been people who have made great shifts just emotionally, uh, whether or not they grew up in situations that there were abusive at mealtime. And so they always had a little bit of a sick feeling when that cellular memory of eating a, a, a meal that in their 
cellular memory may be reminiscent of something that they eat in their childhood or during a time when they experienced something, um, you know, not good and um, never really realizing that connection or why they weren't feeling well um, after consuming something. That's not even anything that was measured as a physical allergic reaction, but an emotional uh, or psychosomatic. I mean, psychosomatic just doesn't mean that it's like it, it doesn't exist. I mean, it, it's just a true mind-body connection. And those those things are, are really important, and they, they really have tremendous input into the quality of our life. And that alone needs to be reconciled and can really... Um, there have been people who have felt that just any ET has done just as much, if not more, than, say, a talk therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy, just in terms of, of really leveling the playing field for them on an energetic level with the foods that they're consuming. Because food is essential to, to our life, so we are always experienced food, and very often we're experiencing it in not very pleasurable circumstances or situations. So for a child who's you know, a person who's grown under those circumstances, it's important to help get a healthier shift um, uh, and, and relationship with food. And that comes about through this energetic reconciliation as well and, and can't be discounted. I know we focus always on that physical outcome, and that's important, but as a whole being, we really also have to think about our, our emotional well-being. Absolutely. And when we come back from break, NAET and Autism Spectrum Disorders, and we will find out what our rollicking conversation was on the first break. Here's <laughs> Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, OxyHealth. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Jerry Brewster, a dietitian nutritionist who holds a master's degree in public health nutrition. Her website is www.jerrybrewster, J, excuse no. me, G-E-R-I, B-R-E-W-S-T-E-R.com, jerrybrewster.com with a G. And, uh, Jerry, in a practical way, how does this help kids with autism, N-A-E-T? Well, um, I know that Dr. Nam Brewster had, um, 
does feel that there are certain children with autism, been diagnosed with autism, that fall under an allergy-related um, autism, that a lot of the um, symptoms and behaviors that they manifest are coming as a result of significant allergy and energetic um, dysregulation. And she has um, published on that, and I, I did mention um, her studies and the application of NAET um, with regard to autism spectrum disorders in the August edition of Autism Science Digest Journal. Um, and I tried to answer that question as comprehensively as I, as I could. But I will also say, um, apropos of prior to the break, that um, NAET, because it seems to work very well um, as a desensitizer and also to environmental allergies as, as well as um, food sensitivities, um, because children on the spectrum are often on very, you know, restricted diets in an effort to heal their guts and reduce inflammation, that there is sometimes that chance that they're going to have a dietary infraction. And I um, always have taught parents how to do an NAET treatment at home just to help reconcile the body's energy with the substance of what was consumed that wouldn't normally, you know, be in their diet. Because we all know that if we consume something that doesn't particularly agree with us, it could take a couple of days before your body feels a little back to normal. And so the idea is that if you can do an NAET treatment right after ingestion um, by ha using a little bit of, this, of that meal, um, then it will reduce that um, those lingering effects. So that's how it's a very practical application to do those home treatments. Right. Also, because so many children on the spectrum are known to have um, certainly seasonal allergies, I mean, mm -hmm. that's, you know, definitely um, information that is known. The food sensitivities, while sometimes those will still come under question within a conventional medical model, um, but a lot of times blood testing does bear those out as well. But food allergies, food sensitivities, and most definitely the seasonal um, allergies, that NAET has been really instrumental in reducing that level of reactivity so that there could be less medication, reliance on medications, which are often needed, but parents then get get caught in that loop because the child is caught in that in that loop of, of medication effect and then side effect and that can run a lot of interference with their learning uh, and their sleeping and their mood. So um, the NAET just helps to create that balance that allows their body to be a little more regulated or less, uh, less dependent on meds and, um, and just less reactive overall. So I have, I've seen it to be just a nice it's a non-invasive, benign therapy. The part that may be challenging would be the 24 to 25-hour, you know, one full day after the treatment um, avoidance after, uh, after whatever item is being worked on. And, Jerry, you and I know children who've recovered or improved uh, significantly who have used NAET. And um, so 
So did you tell me in a previous show, just very briefly here, that there could even be a crossover reaction between something like ragweed and grapefruit? or? Well, it's uh, ragweed and melons especially, but that's another reason why going after the food desensitizations often help with the environmental allergies later because um, I do think we did have a previous conversation. I'm often reminding people that when they have seasonal allergies, they're not off the hook for food because um, certainly, you know, trees cross-react, tree pollens cross-react with a number of the tree fruits and even some of the other um, vegetables. And then grasses cross-react with a, a lot of the grains that are in the grass family. And then ragweed, the melons and the gourds and corn and the um, chamomile family and so you have to look at the, the families of, um, uh, of allergens as well. That makes sense. Okay, so your website is jerrybrewster.com, G-E-R-I-B-R-E-W-S-T-E-R.com, and is that where your blog can be found? Yes, and it, the blog, most recent blog posts are usually right up on the front page, but people could sign up for the newsletter to see um, to see previous blog posts, um, or you can friend me. I The blog posts get put up. Uh, everywhere. I'm trying to get myself caught up with uh, with okay. social media and also on the um, my Facebook page. I have my tweets as well where I'm always just trying to get articles of, just informative articles of information. It's not just really commentary, I, I, um, but anything that I think um, families need to know about food and what's influencing our children's bodies by uh, some of the studies that are coming out pertaining. So what's coming up? We have one minute. I know there's something that you're feeling um, really passionate about. A couple of years ago, I had gone to a lecture at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota on on addictive substances that are, you know, commercially available to our our children via their the food they're consuming. And it it seemed like it was, um, actually this is more like several years ago, but it was about how things were almost hidden, you know, these trade secrets to get people to be uh, early brand loyalty and addicted to foods. And now it's out there. I mean, they're almost bragging about it. And I think we really need to be concerned uh, about the what we're taking in and the chemical effects of the foods we're eating. So that's going to be coming up in the next uh, blog post that was uh, also inspired by my uh, current intern, Deborah. So There was an alien force field that started <laughs> sucking my car towards the golden arches. I think it may be flavorings. I don't know. I'm going well, to that's it, you know? Right. So we're really working on trying to use our NAET and our kinesiology to keep our bodies balanced to all of the, this chemical assault and all our good nutrition to help reduce this total load. But, boy, we're swimming upstream. But get, getting the information out there is important, Terry, so people can be aware and, and can make better choices. And it's www.jerry. G-E-R-I, Brewster, B-R-E-W-S-T-E-R dot com, and she might let me write a blog post how my car was sucked by an alien force field (laughs) under the golden arches. Thank you, Jerry, for giving our listeners all of this interesting information. You're welcome, Jerry. Always a pleasure. And Jerry has excellent articles on topics like we discussed today, NAET and um, diet, nutrition, the gut-brain connection, and August and December editions of Autism Science Digest. Autism Science Digest is on special holiday gift or renewal sale through December 16th, and we'll send it to your gift recipient with a gift card, and you can order a subscription beginning with a back issue. Please visit 
www.autismone.org. Registration for the 2012 conference also begins this month. Jerry will be there speaking as well as other speakers who we're very excited about as well. Next week, my guests are Dr. Anju Usman and compounding pharmacist Kim Gould talking about current trends in ADD and ADHD intervention. Thank you to this radio program sponsor, OxyHealth, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.